Welcome to KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Kuza Cars. Today, I am honored to have with me Chantal Porchita, who is the founder of Temba Travel, based out of the United Kingdom. How are you doing today, Chantal? Doing well, Graham. I'm very honored to be on your podcast. You are such an entrepreneur. Thank you. <laughs> Inspiring. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice to hear. And we met uh, we met on the app Clubhouse, which I've spoken about on on other podcasts. And uh, yeah, it's been great to have met during that time when when we were all in the travel industry and locked down and looking for comfort mm. and advice. And I think we 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 found that in our little tribe on clubhouse which was great so lovely to have met you in person at world travel market last year as well in london and you know let's Mm -hmm. let's hope uh let's hope we we are you know in in a good uh business relationship for many years to come i'm sure we will be so so as if i mean tell us a bit more about timber travel how you started it uh your journey from south africa that brought you to the uk and uh yeah just a bit of background on on who you are, what makes you tick, and uh, off off you go. Thanks, Chantal. Thanks, Graham. Well, I am a Cape Townian. Lovely city. <laughs> um, <laughs> born and bred and buttered, as they say in Cape Town. Um, you know, um, household of four children, um, parents from very humble beginnings. I lived in a very small little township, as they call it, um, in Cape Town. And I have always loved traveling. I think my father has instilled that quite early in our lives. Um, It's actually quite precious because actually last September, my dad passed away. Oh, sorry to hear that. I remember, um, I've always told the story when I've been on interviews, um, how the first trip that we've ever done and the only trip and the trip every year, Graham, was the trip to Oatsworn. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Lovely little town. Because he was from there and his family is from there. And every year we went to the same aunt and uh, we visited. Um, but it was exciting because as children, uh, we in a VW yellow combi and we're all in there and we take on the roads very early in the morning. And I think the times that you stop you know to sit under the tree and then the other stop is along some beautiful mountains really made me so curious about traveling and you know just where the road takes you and I've always loved traveling and when I finished my studies um, in Wellington Huguenot College um, I Uh, did my degree in youth development, I had opportunity also to travel with a team of young people across South Africa. So we went into very small little quaint little towns up the Northern Cape, Eastern Cape. And again, I was fascinated about the different people groups we have in South Africa. You come in almost a desert land or in the Karoo and there's a special breed of people. And really, I wanted to do travel forever, but I I didn't have the opportunity. I worked for many years um, as, you know, um, reception work, administration, administrator. Until a couple of years ago, I started working for a travel company in South Africa in the beautiful town of Somerset West. Um, And I was there for about two years. And we decided as a family after that, we would want to come and venture out into the UK. It is our first, our second time around being in the UK because we lived here many, many years ago. But we decided to leave and go back to South Africa because we wanted to raise our children. 
Um, and I think it was a great decision because the boys are all grown up now, but they have that foundation mm. of family and community of South Africa. So we've been here about, it's our fourth year now. I started Timber Travel about three years ago, just before lockdown. We yeah. were all so brave <laughs> yeah. to start businesses. And then, yeah, the the next two years, as you know, we spent on Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. We spent virtual, on virtual meetings. But I, I wanted to, I suppose be visible so i was constantly busy with whether it was interviews whether it was interviewing my suppliers whether it was showcasing who we are all there were no bookings coming in and no trading really but i still try to be part of panels on discussions about traveling about sustainable travel and um yeah, last year was the first year that we all came out of our slumber and um, and it was wonderful because I had my first few bookings, which was exciting. Great, and here awesome. we are. And here we are. So I'm um, looking forward to a lot more bookings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what is what is Temper Travel's main focus? I know you're very much on the women empowerment uh, track. You feel that that's very important as, as it, of course it is. And then yeah. helping helping the small and medium enterprises. That's what you want to focus on as well. Absolutely, Graham. And Timber, I don't know if you know, your listeners might know, means hope. Mm. It's Ikosa for hope. And that's really what Timber Travel is all about. Really um, exploring places of hope, I would say. Um, South African journeys that inspire is inspired by hope and it's really to go to those very small little quaint towns or as you said empowering women in the tourism industry um so really choosing and being intentional about um who we use in our supply chain um because the context of south africa is really we we still need a lot of growth and uh, development and really transformation even in the tourism industry and i felt my background and just my life um story i think um for me it was just i was compelled to do something for smaller operators for um communities and so we focus really on community-based tourism um, and it comes in various ways we do volunteering holidays because for many years I've also been you know volunteering in many non-profit organizations um, and I've also been a, a founding member of a, a radio station a community radio station in in the Western Cape and I I just love community and I love meeting people and especially young people and uh, really see that you know with them and just their innovative ideas that we could form beautiful travel experiences for travelers so the focus is on smaller communities the focus is really on yes being able to bring in work um, for smaller women operators in South Africa. Um, and I must say I've, I've absolutely enjoyed it because it means I could work with women in South Africa and in my small ways, being able to empower them, but also the stories of communities um, to elevate those stories and to bring it to light. Because I think South Africa is known for so many different things whether it's our beaches whether it's our wines and i really just want to focus on our smaller communities and our our local people and what they can bring to the industry that's that's wonderful that's great to hear that uh that segment of the industry does have a champion in you and i'm sure <laughs> that it's uh it's come up a lot in, in the podcast it's it's that that need to to help and assist uh those you know um mm -hmm as well so i mean how do you ensure that the the leisure offering showcases the true culture and and beauty and then like in an authentic 
way you you have to find that uh that perfect balance don't you you know with with, the, with the, the 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 bucket list table mountain cable car the safari and all that and you know so it's a it's a it's a great uh, creative challenge for you i'm sure Yes, it is. I think, as you say, those are the things that tourists really want to see. We don't want to take that away from them. We absolutely, you know, Table Mountain. <laughs> I mean, imagine mm. going to South Africa, not being able to see that or not being able to go on a safari. Of course, we would love to make our travelers' dreams come true. And I think indirectly how we empower the people is in our supply chain. Yeah. Directly, I do have even with our leisure travelers a, a couple of hours um in a morning say they have a seven day trip or a nine day trip so a morning of those nine days i'd love them to go and look at some of our projects that we are involved with and it's not a show and tell it's not like you coming and smiling and taking photos it's really you getting stuck into it so whether it's a community garden whether it is uh, ladies that does sewing work and the ladies actually does our welcome pack that we do give to our our travelers so whether it's one of those just to spend a couple of hours there assisting asking questions of course you can take photos and all of that but really just giving them an insight about what our communities do mm. so there's an indirect way and a and a very direct way that you can see uh, community products um one of the things that you will be exposed to is probably eating a home-cooked meal with a local lady in Paul or a local lady in Kayamandi outside of Stellenbosch. Um, you know, just having that authentic experience. I think the last time we were at Jenny's, she did a babuti. Lovely. She served it with, with the South African wine from the region. I think it was one of a spear um wine estate one of their wines and just she just shared a little bit of stories of how she got started and why that traditional meal is loved by south africans and you know it's just exposing travelers to that real kind of local living throw, throw in so, a hot melva pudding with the melted ice cream and i'm there <laughs> something like that. Yeah, she had some dessert as well, as well, but it wasn't Malfa. And it also, it's different, Graham, because we had it at her home. Yeah. I mean, it's lovely that we have our travelers booked in into beautiful accommodation and guest houses. And I must say, South Africa, wow, we do have some beautiful places. But there's also that element of, of home. Yeah. Um, and you know, where you can actually see how people live as well. So whether it's a morning, whether it's two or three um, guided tours um, that exposes travelers to the local people, we we just put that together in the itinerary. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's helping the community and it's also helping uh, the traveler themselves feel... Yeah, like they've had a far more immersive experience in in the the country. There's a definite shift, I think, yeah. in terms of sustainable tourism and uh, you know giving back as well. A lot of I noticed a majority of people that that come through uh, to me, and I'm sure to you too, definitely want to want to have that. It's not, uh, it's um, yeah. I mean, I just think that mm -hmm. yeah, being able to experience all aspects of a country is is great um yes i've just uh, uh, two weeks ago i met with clients and um they they do you know obviously you hear what they absolutely like what have they heard what do they really want to do and uh, they are golfers and they would love to play um, golf and of course you know our country has beautiful golf estates as well um but i I shared with them about this morning at a community project. And of course, um, they shared with me what kind of work they do. And I could identify one of our four projects where I thought would be a good fit for them just to go see, go give a hand on the day. And they were 
they were beside themselves. They were mm. so excited. I mean, I, I think we spoke so much about just that morning at the project. Um, they could relate. They are in the profession. It is, it's our health project. They are in the health profession. And they were really, they said, well, this is we. This is what we want, they said. This is, we don't just want, you know, the five star or whatever. We want some of this as well. So I think, yeah, we aren't do a good thing, Graham. I think you are. <laughs> I think you definitely. And, you know, three three years or four years old when three of those years have been during a pandemic. I mean, technically, your business is only a year old. So you you are in the infant stages, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a startup. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely a startup because you've it's only. It's amazing, Graham, that you know. Before, when I started Timber Travel, this was the big idea anyway for me, and I think the two years of COVID, the three years, brought that to light. Mm. So for me, right from the beginning, this was my passion. This was my heart. I knew it was going to be a challenge because we haven't heard about it much. Mm. you know, a couple of years ago. But COVID, I mean, something good has come out of it because people are so aware of wanting to make impact socially, environmentally, um, where they go. They want to see that host destinations actually benefits as well from a trip. And so I, I couldn't be asking for more. I think I'm at the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going, you know, as a new business, it goes slow. And I'm riding that slow wave because I'm taking every day as, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for the bookings that come through. But, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. I don't want to change it. And I don't want to... Um, totally abandoned what no. I was set out to do. No, 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 please, please don't. It's, it's, I think, you know, the recurring theme that's come from a lot of my uh, podcasts. In fact, I was just, I presented to a group of young entrepreneurs this morning um, that are in the Sigma International program in South Africa for, for young travel entrepreneurs. Uh, it's run by the National Department of Tourism. And I presented, um, on my portfolio of products that I represent in the UK with Kuza Connect. And, you know, the, the, the don't give up uh, mentality has to, has to prevail because it's, it is hard. And I think the, definitely the, the younger generation because of social media have that instant gratification need. And if something doesn't work within three months, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, throw it aside and start again absolutely not i think it's mm-hmm. it's it's you're in for the long haul i think that uh if you want to start a business you you are in for the long haul some people wait years for for the big break and um you know obviously it's important to see if it's absolutely not working at all and you know maybe tweak tweak the idea a bit but uh you know stay stay true to yourself and it's also about networking we we discussed a lot and as as you know yeah. getting on clubhouse meet we've met each other we hopefully can can work together to collaborate it's it is about networking it's about being out in the digital sphere and the physical sphere as much as you can um you know and and as i'm sure you know you just have to be present in in all forms yeah Yeah. you have to be out there i think it's been quite a challenge obviously living in the uk because you're not known and you um you will be soon (laughs) (laughs) and you are starting out but i think the more i've said yes to whether it was virtual um, meetings, whether it was panel discussions, whether it was podcasts like this. I think this is my second one for the year. Um, you know, my voice, I feel I need, it needs to be heard. Um, I take it not for granted. I take it with great responsibility because I not, I'm not giving a voice to the women of South Africa because they've got their voices. I merely um, elevating their voices and yeah. I want to make their businesses known and 
expose people and, and travelers as well and businesses to the potential that South African women in tourism have. So you, you're right, you need to be out there. Um, I've, I think uh, last year I was just writing something on LinkedIn and a South African lady, um, we got to know each other over LinkedIn. Yeah. And when I went back to South Africa in February last year, they invited me to come and, you know, visit. And they are part of the Women in Tourism Cape Town chapter because there's nine Women in Tourism chapters in South Africa, mm. one for each of the provinces. And it was such a, a special time because I was in a room. They had their first meeting for the year. I was in the room with almost 100, Graham, 100 tourism entrepreneurs, whether Beautiful. it was transport, whether it was accommodation. And I just, I was, I just felt I was in a room of gems, yeah. you know, and um, I, I almost even saw that this would be my supply chain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I could literally ask anything. I could ask for a tour guide in that same group. I can ask for transport in that same group. Mm. So for me, the potential is there. The women are there. Are we making use of it? And definitely from the UK side on my business, I would want to to want to make use of the women um, in my supply chain. So there's loads of potential and they are there. Yeah, no, I mean, def definitely. I mean, what uh, I suppose one of the challenges that that you can hopefully offer your your members of your supply chain guidance with is trying to be compliant with the UK law when it comes to health and safety and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. You know, so how how have no, you been able to assist there? Yeah, I think you know I've uh, Timber Travel has also become part of you know, a member of the Travel Network Group just recently. And I had to upload all my suppliers, Graham. Mm. And um, and there were a few questions on the forms. Yeah. <laughs> that I thought, you know, would our ladies be able to answer this, you know? And I think there was, um, I had to ask them a few questions and I had to say to them, these are small, micro, medium, solo entrepreneurs you mm. know it's don't ask me um you know questions that really doesn't apply to them mm. but i think and this is a challenge as you say to get our ladies and their businesses compliant um registered vetted mm. um and i have to say working within the women in tourism chapter you would find those women there. Their, their businesses are registered. Their yeah. vehicles are serviced with the, when they do a transport um, service. So already in that group of ladies, you know, you would find women that has all the credentials. Um, and I mean, it was a bit of a to and fro. Please fill in this form if, when I send it to them. Um, there's certain terminology terminologies that I didn't understand. It was just a quick call on, on WhatsApp. I said, no, that goes there, that goes there. Mm. It, it takes a few more explanation, but, you know, once it's done and once they are uploaded and, you know, once they are accepted, they are my suppliers. So mm -hmm. I do find I need to do a little bit more. And, of course, you know, working with my safari guides. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I certainly have to wait until they come out of their bushwalk <laughs> yes. or their game drive six, seven in the morning before any admin. And I have to say, the guys are not really good admin wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely so, uh, yeah. If you if you if your job is out in the bush, some people don't even have laptops, and you send them a big digital exactly. form. Exactly, yeah. and you know, just like for example, a service level agreement. Um, or 40 As pages long, yeah. You know, <laughs> I yeah. to shorten it to at least four pages. And just a document like that, you know, 
it's one thing to send it to them via email and say, please, can you fill this in, have it signed, send it back to me, because it's a supporting document. Um, you know, when I upload it, you know, it takes, it took about for my one supplier, and this is Safari um, Tours and Travel, um, it took about a month mm. for them to get back to me. Of course, it's frustrating because, as you know, in the UK, um, those things has to happen quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but help, but you know, it's 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 important to help uh, suppliers and young entrepreneurs, or you know, middle, whatever age entrepreneurs understand the importance of certain things that have to be done. You know, if 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 you want to have a group of tourists, a group of travelers, a group of explorers in your home, you have to make sure that your home is, you know, that you've got the, you know. That your home is safe, yeah. um, and you know Absolutely. the person's not going to slip on the stair and break their ankle because then you you are liable. No? So you have to have every, insurances and all that in place. You know, it's it's just it's just one of those unavoidable facts of life, uh, unfortunately. Absolutely, yes, and of course, you know, even doing a risk assessment. When I talk about you know the wildlife volunteering that we do, um, those guys had to do all those kind of tests and make sure health and safety is sorted and sometimes it, it it feels like sometimes they're very blase about it or they would verbally tell me what the process is and i'm like it needs to be on paper mm, yeah. <laughs> it needs to be in the agreement you need to document it um so it's taken a bit of time but i have to say um we are getting there and I think they also start understanding the importance of it. And not that I'm saying they don't. Um, I've just said to them, if I want to promote you, if I want to do business with you, please understand that my business is also under, you know, a lot of scrutiny, rules and regulations Absolutely. in the UK. And yeah. I'm going to operate according to law. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't, my op, my business doesn't operate, uh, it's not registered in South Africa. Mm. So by law, it's UK law, uh, you know, travel association, uh, travel regulations, yeah. And um, that was a hurdle that, that you have to get over. But yeah, and I also have to say, if, if, if you don't have those things in line, then unfortunately, I can't do business with you. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I mean, you know, that's, that's what a lot of these businesses, I think, are coming to, you know, understanding through, through mentorship, uh, such as yourself and, uh, and others that are based in South Africa. SATS is a great resource as well for people to give uh, SATS is the Inbound Tourism Association. For those that don't know, I used to be on the board for many years of SATSA. And for any young entrepreneur that's looking to to start up, that that is a great resource. Um, if you are SATSA bonded, um, you you know you you probably more than likely are able to work with with whoever from any of, around the world. You know once your documents are in place, um, and it just gives you that bit of extra accreditation as well. There are lots of other associations as well, but SATSA is kind of the the most well known inbound tourism association. Um, I've just also had a thought that I want to introduce you to some of my colleagues uh, in Botswana and Kenya and Uganda, because as you expand, which I'm sure you will, there are some great mm -hmm. opportunities to to uh, take part in community development and programs and in those parts of the world too. So I'll make a note to uh, to introduce you uh, to yeah. those. I think you too. have introduced me to the guy from Botswana. I still have his card here, and I mean, I think Botswana is definitely uh, you know uh, next country on the list for me, um, yeah. including malawi and it's really a guy that i met on clubhouse you mm. know and this is how we got to know people it was a, know, a great Graham. couple of years i've actually gone back onto it because um because it's it, pro it proved so valuable and uh, yeah. even if it's not in just in travel there's so many other things that i'm learning and so many other rooms that i join and you know it it and and i feel like i owe it to the to the developers of clubhouse because they did help me so much in my business so to be able to just support yeah. them by by listening it's 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 a kind of a no-brainer because i'm learning i'm supporting them and uh you know it's it it does give you that sense of community that we all need and that we all lacked you know during lockdown 
Yes, yes. And I think like the guy from Malawi and it's, you know, people that's like-minded that really are passionate about the communities that they operate in as well. And mm. someone from Kenya. So um, there are a few things, a few countries that I would love to add. Um, but I'll for the you. moment, South Africa, you know, is still. Yeah, you got to, you got to get it. Uh, yeah, you got to get it up and running. But a lot of people like to combine, especially you know, in the, in the Southern Africa region. Uh, can you can you discuss some like educational expeditions that you offer for students in culture, community, wildlife, con, converse, conservation? conservation. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, all of our tours, whether it's volunteering, whether it's the leisure tours and even the educational tours has an aspect of culture, community and conservation in it. So we intertwine those three things with all of our tours. The educational tours is really aimed at obviously students, um, university students. I had the privilege last year, November, to be a guest speaker at the University of Surrey. Oh, wow. um, they, yeah, they brought in entrepreneurs and afterwards I was speaking with some of the uh, the the deans of of the tourism um, uh, faculty, um, and we're sharing with them just about you know how a trip to South Africa can be really educational. Um, of course, you can do the tourism education, but you can also do culture, community, and conservation. And um, they were quite interested and. Um, so it's just a continuous about sharing it but for for example i think with educational expeditions i would love to take um, groups from here to learn more about the indigenous people of south africa it is a topic um that students even do you know on university level they start they discuss it they really talk about it and i think the indigenous people of south africa has not are not given the you know the 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 platform enough or the spotlight enough mm. um and i have a few connections and people that i know that does wonderfully in that area um that are from indigenous backgrounds i am sure my roots are in the indigenous people of south africa as well so i would love uh, groups to know more about that and again it will be a collaboration with uh, people in South Africa that are experts on this topic that are passionate about the indigenous people um, so those are the tours we would love to do and then in terms of conservation South Africa has a conservation culture really mm. and i think when i when i worked in a travel company in south africa we did do conservation um, expeditions and we worked with uk uh, big uh, clients and um, i got to know some conservationists and ecologists and we've put together proposals and things that we want to send out to other universities um, so if there's a group that wants to do two weeks or a month um, in a conservation area, um, wildlife conservation, you know, we are able to to do this service as well. Um, so, yeah, we it's all about education, even if we do a culture tour, even if we, you know, do a community tour, it's about educating our travelers about you know what what south africa is all about and what the people are all about sounds amazing i mean it's it's uh, uh there's so many people that want to do that and and i mean do you get people that could get could work with like anti-poaching units and stuff like that as well yeah i think in the wildlife volunteering um uh to uh, trips that we do we um volunteers are exposed to conservationists or ecologists and they do have you know uh, sessions that they um, have lectures on it really and and how anti-poaching um, efforts that reserves are doing um, just giving you know uh, travelers a little bit of a peek into the the challenges that they are in conservation in wildlife in south africa um 
but yeah, it's all educational. I only had my first safari about five years ago um, when the business I worked for actually sent me um, to the Kruger. And I, I can't explain to you, it's the first time I come from Cape Town, I've been, never been exposed mm. to no, incredible. animals. Incredible. It was overwhelmingly wonderful. Yeah, the thing, you know, the sad thing, and it has come up in other interviews as well, is uh, how inaccessible some of the some of the tourism products of yeah. South Africa are to South Africans and Africans. And uh, they're priced uh, for international tourists, but, uh, and the, the yeah. locals can't afford them. And Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, and I don't know if you saw during lockdown how domestic tourism really came yeah, to life yeah. in South Africa Absolutely. and how those prices dropped yeah. and how the locals could actually enjoy their own country. Yeah, I think I'm a lot happy of, about that. Yeah, no, it's great. And I, and I've always said, you know, that those properties that did do that can't just forget the, the South Africans, you know, once, once the, once the internationals come back, you know, the South mm. Africans, uh, you know, cause I've been, I honestly think that, uh, you know, if you're looking at a safari and, you know, three meals a day and accommodation and stuff like that, two safaris, you know, some lodges were doing it for one and a half thousand rand or something. I don't know. And that was a, a while back, but I mean, it's, it's, mm. if, if it's, it's very, um, very affordable. Um, it's doable. Yeah. I think it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely, definitely something that can be looked at, I think. Um, and, and, and carried forward. Yeah, and, and something that's important to me as well, Graham, as I said, with whatever we do, we try to combine culture, community and conservation. And with our volunteering program, which is in a reserve just outside of Johannesburg, this reserve sits next to a community. And when I spoke to some of the guides uh, that works in the reserve, they were telling me that the community has never been into this reserve because Incredible. they can't really afford a game drive. You know what it costs. Mm. They can't really, you know. And one of the guys um, which I will be working with um, has taken it on himself to bring some of those kids into the reserve. Mm. Um, he started his own little business, a sidetrack uh, safaris. He is a a a a, a guide, uh, a field guide in the reserve. But he said to me, Chantal, there's no way that they ever can get to this reserve because it's not really affordable. Mm. And if I don't do it, and he comes from the Hamanskral community, he doesn't see anyone doing it. Yeah. So that connection between conservation. And community is also important to me. That um, of course, I mean, you have to show them the beauty of of what needs to be protected. Yeah, and, you know, they don't appreciate it because they don't see it, they don't know yeah. it. And um, he said to me that you know we can hear the roaring of the lions, but we've never Chantal, seen one. But we've never seen one because it's pricey to get into the reserve. And as only, as you said, you know, it's for our international guests. No, no, and that's I would rubbish. love to get to a place where our old people can enjoy the South Africa, you know, that we love so much. Well, that, I and, mean, that's great. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's keep shouting that from the rooftops. I think it's important that, uh, you know, communities, as you say, imagine living here, hear the roar of the lion, but you've never seen a lion. And, you know, and and how how can we possibly hope to stop uh, poaching and stop stop all that kind of stuff when when the when people don't understand the beauty and the importance of what what they're trying to protect, what needs to be protected? Show people, yeah. get them in. Um, you know, and and mm. you're creating tomorrow's passionate uh, workforce, and you're creating tomorrow's uh, you know um, w word of mouth uh, advocates for your for your product. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. And even for them thinking about, you know, that they can become yeah, rangers know, uh, field and field guides and rangers. And yeah. It's actually for all of us. So and I think this is what he is doing, is exposing. It's he's taking high school students and he takes them in now and again 
and really exposing them and saying to them, this can be you, mm. this, you know, you can do what I'm doing. Um, and how wonderful would it be when we have, um, as you say, educated, um, you know, citizens that know how important our animals are and how to, you know, preserve life and land. Um, but we have to expose them to it. Mm. We can't just say, you know, don't kill the rhino. Or, you know, people don't do don't kill the rhino, but you've never seen a rhino. I mean, yeah, that's that's the. That's that's the thing. So, I mean, please, can you like put him in touch with me? I'd love to interview him and get him a bit of exposure on on the oh, podcast. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Because it's yeah. uh, so important that people get to hear. Because it's not all doom and gloom. You know, people are investing in in some communities. We just need to make sure that it's done. It's done uh, across the board. It's uh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, definitely a huge thing that needs to be done. And and encouraging. Yeah. I mean, if we're trying to grow tourism, we're trying to grow jobs teach people what they can do to to have a job and in this wonderful interest industry if you're not exposing them to to uh the lodges and all that kind of stuff they you know all, all that all that first-hand community knowledge of growing up in the bush and all the storytelling that can be done to to help tourists really immerse themselves in the culture is lost mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it uh you know it, it's, and you know i i, I want to share one thing because um, the ecologist that I do work with, um, Stefan, is a wonderful guy that I met uh, while working for a travel company. And when we were sitting down and just trying to write a proposal, um, you know, on conservation and how it, uh, how tourism influences and, you know, the aspect, how much a tourism adds to conservation, um, I say to him, Stefan, we need to include a little bit of community. We need to have people that's from the area or was from the area. And uh, we need a little bit of their insight. And he was, he said to me, Chantal, these field guys, they know it so well. This is their land. They can smell a lion a mile away. Unfortunately, we don't expose that guys too much. We don't give them opportunities too much. They just seem to be the guy that sits in front of the game drive. But mm. that guy is so precious. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's so much knowledge. Um, and I was, how do we transfer that knowledge into the next generation? And Stefan was such a darling and said to me, Chantal, I would love to help you with that. Just tell me what to do. But I cannot tell that story. He's obviously a white South African. And he said to me, because this story is just going to be authentic when it's told by the people. Mm. And that's why I love working with him because we we both have the heart that we grow our people and grow opportunities and as you say create jobs for our people but there's this respect of let the people tell the story themselves yeah um the people of the land the people of the area the people of that community and i think timber travel wants to do that when i go into paul in the cape winelands it's the guy in the Cape Islands that has been raised there and know the area that's going to be my driver. Mm. Um, you know, he knows it better than anybody else. So the stories of the people is what makes me <laughs> wake up in the morning and say, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, you know, it, oh, it's it, tough, Graham. <laughs> absolutely. No, awesome. I mean, with, you know, more and more people like yourself is, is going to be the, you know, help that, help that continue. You know, I'm, it's, you know, if people could see the, 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 the multitudes of people earning seven figures a year salary, sitting in a boardroom, um, kind of deciding what, what needs to be done with, uh, with tourism, but without those people on the ground, they, they, they wouldn't even have a job. And I think it's, it's unappreciated at, 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 mm-hmm. at, at, at the top. You know, I don't, I don't think that everybody in, in the chain, uh, even, you know, from consultants, from, from, you know, the, the, the person on the phone who's talking to the, uh, you know, somebody overseas planning and planning an itinerary, every single person in this, in this ecosystem has to be equally valued. 
because a chain mm-hmm. is only as strong as as its weakest link and you know we 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 have to make the chain strong and uh yeah. and you know and it instills such a pride graham into the local people mm. they 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 are so proud that they um i know the guys from 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 wellington you know that they, they have designed or co-designed with me a travel experience and they feel so proud you Mm. know it's that we've done this we've used our resources around us we've listened to the stories around us and we've created a travel product um so it it goes far beyond the profits that's made it really it's about the value that you add Mm. and I think our people have so much potential to add so much value, um, but you have to let them also know they are valued. Yes, mm. and you know they are. They have the right, like anyone else, to represent South Africa. Of course, and also that that pride will hopefully root out any elements of of criminality within the community that's destroying. Yes. Uh, you know, people's livelihoods, you know, if, if everyone has that pride and, you know, 1% or even less is, is kind of destroying that, uh, with, uh, with criminal acts, then expose those people and, and, uh, you know, and, and rise mm. up and, and, and root them out. Because if, if, if you've got a job, if this is how you feed your family, but some guys going around, you know, uh, destroying it then yeah then then we need that 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 as you say that pride that community spirit to mm. to that that ubuntu that that everybody knows yeah. south africa all all too well for that sometimes gets forgotten i think yes that ubuntu yes it's 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 there we we just we have to create opportunities um, mm. for people um and Sometimes those opportunities is maybe, you know, you're in for a long run. I know with community-led tourism, it's it's really not just for now. You know, you're in for a long run. Mm. You're in for long relationships with people mm. because you, you're constantly building each other and you are collaborating. You know, what I bring, um, my strengths and what they bring, I mean, they the people on the ground. Uh, they are my strength on the ground. Mm. Um, but creating that opportunity, and I wish more and more of our South African operators uh, can see that as well. Yeah, look, I think it's it's coming. I think uh, I think what COVID did was was force people to take a bit of a step back and relook at themselves as human beings we look at their business we look at their business model and figure out where they want to to go for the rest of their lives i think everybody kind of got a huge shock um those that physically survived uh you know i th- i think there's a different focus now there's a there's a it's it it is just uh you know we we all part of the because the the virus was indiscriminate the you know rich poor mm. You know, whatever religion, color, whatever you were, you there wasn't a, you know, it was an indiscriminate that that could have got got anybody, and it's there was nobody above it, no matter how rich they were or powerful mm. or whatever. I mean, how many how many uh, politicians and presidents got got COVID as well? And poor old Boris Johnson was in uh, <laughs> the emergency ward. So I mean, it it didn't um it didn't yeah, yeah it didn't uh, discriminate. Yeah. So. I think that there is there is a newfound focus for for the human race. I think I don't know if you agree. Mm, absolutely, and you know, living in the UK, that there's so much more conversation about humanity, about where we spend our time, and how we impact um, mm. socially or environmentally the places we visit. Um, so there's a there's an awareness of that we can do so much more. Um, there's an awareness that we need to respect host dest- destinations. We need to appreciate. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, there is, like you say, that newfound focus. I hope it continues. Um, but for Timba Travel, this is what we are about, and we will continue like this. 
Yeah, and that's great, and I think it will. So what, um, I mean, these there's two questions I like asking guests. What uh, what would you like to see still that needs to change in the tourism industry as a whole? What do you what do you think? What would your wish list be of a couple of things, one thing in particular that you'd like to think? Okay, if we get that right, we've we onto something good. Yeah, I think for me, representation, you know, of women in the industry is important. I have been able to meet up and be introduced by incredible women who started travel companies within the COVID period. And it's all women that has the sense of we can do so much more and we can uh, respect the people so much more. And it's not really profit driven, just it's Mm. value driven as well. And I'd love to see more women representation that are founders of travel companies. Mm. Um, As you know, here in the UK, it's a very different story and I wish there were more. Um, And I wish also in South Africa that we would have more women founders. Um, But I have to say, as I said to you, sitting in the Cape Town Women in Tourism chapter, I was surrounded by founders. Mm. Um, we just need to find them. We, yeah. I want UK operators to find them, but yeah. they are there. They are. Yeah, well, there, I mean, that's so. the thing. The thing about UK operators is, is that you you can be the voice here in the UK of uh, of of those uh, women that you that you're talking about in those businesses, and then you mm. you you become that centralized point of contact for for those products that people are looking for and i think that's what you need to do you need to you need to get your name out there as if if a if somebody comes through and they're looking for a particular journey that uh mm-hmm. that that everybody thinks ah timber travel that's the yeah. that's that'll that's, that, yeah that's the dream <laughs> yeah look and, and and nothing ever became a reality without first being a dream so just remember that and uh yeah yeah, there's if every every human accomplishment started with an idea. So that's that's what we need to keep remembering. Even landing on the moon and whatever, it, it all started with <laughs> someone saying, "I think we should go and do that." So yeah, yeah. don't don't underestimate the power of an idea and the power of a dream. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, just quickly before we we wrap up, I mean, thank you so much. It's been such a wonderful, motivational inspiring conversation and i'll put all your contact details in so if there's anybody in south africa listening uh, or in africa or uh that that wants to um highlight their product or service to Chantal, the 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 email address and website will be in the description and she'll they can know. also find me on linkedin yeah link linkedin <laughs> i'm sure instagram facebook i'm you, you you're like me you just like everywhere you pop up everywhere <laughs> yeah. but that's the way you have to be I think you have yeah. to you have to kind of just be everywhere. So, what is the mm-hmm. what do you think the has taught you about yourself in the last uh, three years during during COVID? What what traits about yourself that you didn't realize that you had that you kind of were forced to to have? I I, I hate to sound cliche, but it's that resilience. Yeah. I, I just. You know, I, there wasn't a moment, Graham, I have to say there wasn't a moment in the last three years that I said, I'm giving up. Good. Not one moment. Uh, and at times it was very difficult because. It still is. I, you know, it's not. It is still we're not out is of the woods yet. For you know, me. We're not out of the woods yet. And that's what I trying to tell people as well. You know, don't, we, we're not talking about the struggle as if it was past tense you know we yeah. a lot of people are still in it and yeah. and that's why there is still the spirit of of um of camaraderie because you know it's it people who are listening who are struggling mustn't feel oh you know well they've done something right and i've done something wrong no no we we, we there's a lot of people still in the woods yeah. trying to figure out where the hell that clearing is and yeah absolutely and i would say the struggle is real <laughs> and the struggle continues mm. um because as anyone know as an entrepreneur it's only what you put in that you you know really gonna reap um and 
No, I haven't come to a point of having multiple bookings, you know, and people going. No, I'm still very much in having to market constantly. Um, mm. As I said, becoming part of a travel association now might open up doors. I have seen one or two people reach out to me. That's wonderful. But at the end of the day, for me, it's opportunities to create more positive social impact to South Africa. Um, and, you know, unless it's not a clear booking and it's paid for, I still have to work at it. I of still course. have to work hard at it. And, yeah, we're still in that struggle. That's true, Graham. And uh, I would just encourage everyone to just keep on going, keep on going, because what we're trying to do is we want to bring equality we want to bring dignity we want to impact people's lives not mm. just for the now and for a great trip you know it should be lasting yeah and um, if you're in for lasting you're in for a long ride yeah and so what uh, <laughs> what would you say to a young business that wants to highlight their product to you that if that if, that if they're sitting in you know and with an idea how would you encourage them to go forward and to not give up and uh yeah just a bit of motivation i think for me it's what has kept me over the last three years and, and still is becoming part of a network um part of a a group <laughs> part of a women in tourism chapter part of because you cannot do this on your own um however long you've tried and yes you make decisions in your business but you still need a network of people around you for when those days come when you don't really believe in yourself and your product then there is always someone that's going to encourage you and say no you know continue mm. um i've been very privileged here in the UK, there's um, one big, well, I won't say big, but an organization that I, from the beginning, actually through COVID, gotten to know the Women in Tra Travel CIC, it's a social enterprise. I honestly think if it wasn't for that um, group of women um, and these men as well, just that monthly meeting of talking through your ideas of um, and and you will be amazed once you're in a network people look look at your business from different sides and they have different questions so you are able to take those questions answer those questions of the network around you the people around you it's been a great support it will always be a great support for me because as i said you just cannot do this on your own no, that's, um, yeah, that's 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, that's, and yeah. I mean, I met you as well, which is <laughs> such a great inspiration. And it's just, you know, keep on going, Chantal, keep on going. When I look at what you do and what you um, advocate for, it's like, you know, because I don't know about you, Graham, sometimes I do feel lonely in the UK because mm. you're a South African that's been dropped. <laughs> Yeah. on this island <laughs> yeah 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 and but i just look at it you're as... not really part of it uh, you try to be in it um your yeah. heart is back home in durban <laughs> yeah but, but you've, you've got it yeah you've got so to... it's, it's it's tricky but um it's good to see people like you and say that we're doing this anyway yeah. No, no, good. I mean, that's the, the thing to, to be here on the ground to, to, to create an ambassadorial position for ourselves, for, mm -hmm. for, um, for Africa as a whole, uh, you do need, you do need us. So even mm -hmm. though we are, um, the industry needs people like us. And that's what you've got to just keep reminding yourself is your importance in the in the chain of what is mm -hmm. needed in order to get that small business to have people visiting and and buying uh products and you know uh, being able to experience that it's it's your don't underestimate your your role even though you say it's it's your heart is back home whatever but but it's 
you you get to visit back home hopefully uh, uh, yes. often and definitely the heart is back home but the but the body has to be here in order for to enrich everybody else's hearts i mean i know that sounds cliche and corny but you know it's the the role that we play on this side is definitely yeah. needed if it weren't for people like us on this side there would be far less opportunity for other for people on that side to showcase their their product absolutely and I, yeah. and, I, and I have to share with you this when I came and I wanted to do this here in the UK I knew that if I do it here it would have a bigger impact than being at home of I course. think I would have not probably been seen back home and drowned mm. you, you know, know but you need just, to yeah I mean this is where the this is where the people that you are tired this is where the tourists are this is the where the business yeah. is you need yeah, to show so I need to position myself here. Of course. And 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 I will endure it here because it's a better place to position myself. And, and your business, as you yeah. said, you can have more people come through you to your, you know, women owned youth led businesses. Um mm. but for me in body and spirit I need to be here. Of course. Um, and I, I will endure the cold today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, just just put another jersey on. That's what I always say. It's uh, when I left Says Durban. the man from Durban with yeah, the beach background. Yeah, when I left, um, I left Durban. I think it was like thirty-five or something, and I was like, I cannot. I actually couldn't wait to get to like five degrees. I'm like, my God. <laughs> so it's um, yeah. Look, I I think in any situation, I think what I've learned about myself is just yeah, just to focus on the positive. So when you talk about whether living it in the UK as an expat or whatever's going on in your life, business, personal wise, it's okay, well, what's, what's, what's going right? You know, and I joke about leaving 35 to come to five, but you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, okay, well, cool. I'm not going to be drowning in sweat. I'm not going to be boiling hot, you know, even though I've, you know, I've, you know, my family and lots, a lot of my friends are, are still in South Africa, but, but it's, it's that just take every day as it comes and say, okay, what's going right today? You know, yeah. um, and then when you wake up tomorrow, what's going around tomorrow? And, you know, it's a lot of people mm -hmm. talk about time as well. You know, at, as the clock strikes midnight, jump up and down for joy. Make make out that it's Christmas Day because now you've got 24 more hours to do something great with. You know, it's... Have your optimism. <laughs> no, but but you, you, you have to look at it that way. It's yeah. like I'm I'm trying my best. Not, not that I'm, uh, you know, it, I do have off days get, getting up earlier and earlier you know mm. there's nothing better than watching a, a sunrise because it's it's you know sometimes especially in the uk during winter it only comes up up a seven or eight or something like that and but if you've got two three hours of work done even before the sun rises that is such a nice feeling and yeah and absolutely you know living close to the ocean here yeah. in bournemouth is just very special and it's it's a beautiful bright day and as i said yes it it's it's what you're doing your passion that you know the thing that you feel that you've purposefully have to do it's it's what wakes you up and you appreciate the day you appreciate the sunshine mm. you know it's like what what can today bring and what can i bring today to the industry or to clients i used to hate to i used to hate monday mornings now i love monday mornings <laughs> Now I'm like, you know, sitting on, on a weekend. I'm like, come on, come on. Let's get to Monday morning so I can get back to work, you know, so that people. I'm still people working start, on that. Yeah, so people start answering mails and you can actually get things done. You know, mm. it's, it's yeah, for me, the that's to say what I've learned about myself. It's just the need to focus on on what's going right. So many things were going wrong. And, you know, mm. it's, 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 um. yeah, look, I mean, it's, you know, as I say, I'm, no one's perfect. Some days are harder than others, but it's mm. it literally is just um yeah just just uh smell mm. the roses man there's 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 Absolutely. enough of them and if it's bucketing down with rain in the uk be thankful for all the plants and the vegetables that are getting you know water yeah. you know yeah i love the rain i mean i know the uk people do not like the rain but <laughs> i love the rain and every day, every day brings something special to it you know um it rained the other day today the sun is shining it's just love love every moment no no you have um, to and and yeah. be proud and be proud and you know it's 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 opportunities like this um hopefully a lot of people will be listening to this and, and hear the pearls of, of wisdom and you just never know. I mean, a lot of people, are, most of the people I've interviewed so far are entrepreneurs and 
you know, you just never know. Sometimes it feels like you're going through the motions and you're posting this and you're posting that and you're writing articles and you, you're doing this and you're doing that, but you just never know that one thing might spark something in somebody mm. and and all that hard work pays off. It's just a matter of patience and it's mm. just a matter of self-belief and a matter of reaching out to people when you need to. Um you know, I think we all know that we can pick up the phone at any time and just say, you know, today is not a good day. And it's it's okay to have those days. Um, you know, if you're going through a bad day, I've had to do it myself. I've had to say today's like in this moment, it's a bad moment, but I will get through it. And then an hour later or something, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't just throw in the towel. You just got to say, right, this this is... You, you you know in your own mind when when you're having a bad moment or a bad day, you know, and just... Mm. Yeah. Just, just get get through it. Um, I must say, uh, I do love the resilience, um, Graham. And yeah, South Africans just have so much resilience. Mm. And that pushing through that, um, I was reading something this morning again about, you know, how they're making fun of, you know, load shedding and yeah. all kinds of stuff. I just love 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 how our people even in difficult difficult times um are able to laugh and are able to um you know still have that ubuntu amongst mm. each other and yeah and and for that reason you know i have no reason to to complain i have all the reason to to live life to the fullest and do the best I can. Yeah, and put your head on the pillow every night and feeling proud that that well, you've done something that makes somebody else life, somebody else's life a bit better. Whether that's mm. planning a trip for them that they get to experience this, or or helping the person that that is is offering the service. Um, mm. So yeah, don't don't underestimate the your own power and and the fact that you are trying to empower so many other people you should be very proud of the path that you've taken as you said coming from humble beginnings there's there's no um reason why anybody else can't can't rise up and uh and be the person yeah. that they that they'd like to be yeah so congratulations yeah. for everything you've done Chantal hopefully this is just the start hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be hearing a lot more of Chantal Porquita and I will definitely <laughs> do my best to to help you out and uh Yes, we'll introduce you. you to to uh, the members of my portfolio as well that I think can it would would be a great synergy for you. So, yeah, thank you, Chantal, for taking time out of your day. I will definitely come and have a lovely pub lunch with you in Bournemouth one of these days. <laughs> I've been, I've been saying that for three years, but I definitely will. Come on, <laughs> I know I definitely will. Somewhere with lots of seagulls and uh, yeah, so. Yeah. The, you are so welcome. You're Thank so you. welcome. Come anytime. Uh, we have room for you. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. And we can have so, some babuti. tea. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the South African shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring what I can as well. I'll try to find some South African wine. Thanks, Chantal. And I will put, so um, I'll put all your contact details in the, in the description um, if you could just say what's your website address and email address and as well. Yes, so my website is www.tembatravel.com and you could email me at Chantal, C-H-A-N-T-A-L at tembatravel.com. Beautiful. All right, great. So we'll get everybody to get in touch with you that way and hopefully we see um, some lovely uh, businesses that, that want to get in touch. Thanks again, Chantal. And thanks for being a guest on KuzaCast. And we will see you very soon. Thank you, Graham. Thanks, Chantal. Bye. Thanks for tuning into KuzaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. And we'll see you next time on KuzaCast. Thank you.